Hello, my parishioners. Welcome to Cathedral of ARG Presents. I'm your good buddy, your good pal, and super pope of the show, Amigo Aaron, joined by a man we'll just call Choir Boy Brent. What is that pose? What up, y'all? Oh, <laughs> you're, listen, what a lovely singing voice you must have, <laughs> Choir Boy Brent. So, last week, we spun the wheel. We made the holy deal. It's holy. Because this week, on our lowly show, Brent, bam, we're going to be looking at religious games. Yes. These are games based on some religion somewhere. Yes, I, that would be what people would think. That's yeah. all you need. That's all you need. Now, you know, I want to talk about this for a minute before we get into it, because my goal this week, you know, religious games get sort of a bad rap for being not that good, right? And so I thought to myself, I've got two goals. My goals this week were, number one, I wanted to find a game that was based on a religion that I wasn't that familiar with. You know what I mean? Like uh, uh, Hindu or, you know, something like that, so, or, or, or Islamic or something. Okay. Right. And, so, and so what I learned, I failed, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> you did very poorly. I failed. <laughs> because what I learned was, my first, I was like, you know, I don't think I've ever played a game based on Islam religion. Right. I thought that might be interesting, right? So I looked around, and, and from what I could tell, at least now I could not find a game to play that was, and I has to, I mean, I, I mean more than just a passing nod. I mean something that's like really, you know, a religious game that's fully based on. Right. I couldn't find one, and after doing some digging, um, it doesn't look like, I mean, I wouldn't say they're against it, but it doesn't look like the Islamic religion is like super duper keen on video games. And I guess they're not t- too keen on their religious. Now I did find a uh, 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 stuff like a virtual tour of a of a museum where they read passages from the Quran. You know, stuff no, like that. Yeah, but that's not. But a, I mean, it's not a game. Yeah. it's a it's a multimedia experience. So I thought, well, okay, that's fine. <clears throat> and so then I thought, well, if I'm going to play like uh, just a standard sort of a, a, a biblical Christian biblical game, uh, I'm going to try to find something that's good. That was my second, and we'll get to whether that worked out or not. Uh, but you know, as I see, looked, I went through. I went through the same process, yeah. right? I was like, "Man, Christian games. There's there's tons of them. I'm going I'm to look for something different." But I found one. <laughs> so I yeah. Well, and, it's, and, yeah. And, and then I also I was also like, "Oh, you know what? I want something that's pretty good." And, and I found one. Well, so. or you're you're tooting your own whistle here. We'll find out about that. <laughs> Something else I was like, you know, and, uh, uh, as I looked over the what you had available, right? Because a lot of this stuff, you've religious games are an easy target, right? Uh, that everyone's done them. You know, anger video game nerds done. Oh, a bunch okay, of you games, mean for a show? You know, right? Like your super Noah's Ark and all that. Yeah, like a lot of people like to They've make just fun kill of them. these things. Yeah. you know. And I thought to myself, uh, um, why why are there ga- religious games? And what's the what's the end the means or means the ends on these things? And I c- came up with the fact that number one, uh, people saw the, that video games were uh, what they were not what they wanted to see their kids play. Uh, that was that because they didn't hold up the religious side of the bargain. Maybe they were too violent. Maybe they're too sexual, whatever. Okay. And secondly, and this is the more important aspect of it too, these things have to turn a profit, right? Yeah. And so I think those two items don't coincide very well <laughs> because 
you're already limiting your market when you make a religious game to the people that are, are that are interested in that religion and play games or know someone that plays games. And so when you when you know right out of the gate, okay, I've limited my market here to literally probably a tenth or a twentieth of the total gaming play the people that play games. I've got to make this thing on the cheap, otherwise I'm going to lose my shirt. And so what's the easiest thing to do? Well, what we see over and over is people buying game engines or reworking other games to add a religious facade to them. What what do you think on that? You take an existing engine and then you put your crap into it. Um, Well, I don't totally agree with that. Uh, I found that there were an astronomical amount of... uh, Quiz games. Yes, absolutely. Uh, it, this is very in the same vein uh, as edutainment, uh, where you you have a message before you have a, a product, and it's all about fulfilling that message. Now, that said, uh, there are plenty of religious games out there that, that do an okay job uh, at both being entertaining and trying to get something across. That, yeah. There there are those out there. But a majority of these games are definitely just shovelware to get out the door. To, to get out there, it's it's almost like it's an obligation. Um, also, I have a feeling that you'll a lot of these games had funding, and from that funding, they had to have certain amounts of things in their game, a certain amount of... Um, I don't want to say propaganda. That's not the right word. A, a certain amount of uh, uh, message being told, and that really hinders what you can do as a designer and a developer. Sometimes. Let, let me ask you. Here we are in tw- as we record this at the end of twenty twenty two. Yeah. I think religious games were put out there for a reason. You see, a lot, you used to see these things a lot more, I think, than you do now. But there are still some. In fact, there's a big, there's a brand new. Uh, game where you play uh, Jesus Christ coming out on Steam. I saw the demo for it, and it looks actually pretty awesome, To be, if I'm honest. I mean, it, it, I don't mean jokey. I mean a serious, like, serious game. Like, uh, I mean, like, like you you turn water to wine, the blows, like, it's killing the sick, the whole nine yards, you know. Now, uh, how this will be received is, uh, who knows? It may not, you know, you never know how that's going to be received by the church going public. But it, it, you know, there was a time when I think maybe religious people were worried about uh, uh, how these games are going to affect the young kids that played them. Where do you think we are now with that? I mean, and and th- things are a lot different than they were in nineteen ninety yeah, or ninety five. I mean, is it, is it have we? Is it can you even attempt to keep the floodgates from opening? There's kids have access to so much stuff. There's so many games now. I mean, you know, what do you think on that? Um, yeah, first of all, yes, it's one hundred percent. It's easy to control the media that your that your child or children uh, is exposed to. It's and it's not about keeping them from viewing or not viewing the media. It's about explaining to them why they should or shouldn't view the media. Yeah, uh, a lot of people get that wrong, but I'm, we're not getting into parenting. Um, it's I don't think that's a problem. Do I think religious games still have a place in the market to fulfill their goals, um, considering everything else that's out there? Yes. In fact, I think it is far more acceptable to uh, play 
or be excited about or be introduced to a religious game now than it was 20 years ago. Even even uh, uh, with all the choices that are out there, because I, I think I, I I think religious games have a place. I think they have a fine place. Um, I just think that they have to have a dedicated developer out there that's willing to to put up the bucks to try to get something like it to work. Also, here's another thing I want to mention because I was thinking about it and I didn't say it at the time. We are, we see a ton of, of Christian-based games because we speak English. Right. And that is a huge barrier uh, for all these developers out there. Listen, if you if you have a religion that you would like to bring to more of the general public or a viewpoint like that, and it is not in English, you are missing a huge audience that might want to take part in your game. I found a lot of games that I couldn't play just because I couldn't understand the language, and ninety percent of the game was. Was a, uh, was the language? What language there. were they in? Is they talk about stuff like Mandarin or in the uh, Middle East? What was yeah, it? yeah. It was. It was. I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> it, was, it wasn't English, so yeah. that pretty much locked me off. But I mean, and I understand it. It's because your your core audience is not English speaking people, and I understand that. But if your if your point is to get your message out there to a broad a broader audience, you know, that's something to consider. Yeah. You know, and and to close this up, uh, I I'm no I'm not a particular religious person. However, I'm not anti-religion. I'm actually quite pro-religion, and I like to learn about the different uh, religions and stuff because I think when you learn, you get a better understanding of the way the world works, yeah. right? And you can at least you can at least understand where someone's coming from if you have a, a basis in what they believe, right. right? And so I think along those lines. Uh, uh, games about various religions, and, and I mean, they can still be fun, but to get a little content in there, I think it's kind. I think it's kind of interesting and kind of neat, and it's sort of fun to learn. Yeah, about these different things, and so I'd, I would be all, all for that. I, 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 I think I a sh- lot of people are, would be. I, like I that share too. your. I share your views in that. So, with all that said, uh, we uh, had the task of picking a couple uh, different religions. I'm going to just let you. No, I think you need to go first. Okay, you want me to go yes, first? Yes, I think you that's need to fine. go first. That's because that's Let's the way I'm going to get you out the door. So I want to. I want to get this. Uh, I want to preface this for a minute by saying: Yes. Uh, not only is this uh, religious games week, but it's also December. I don't know if you knew that. You know how they've taken this uh, gimmick. You got yeah, Tandy yeah, yeah. Mac, no, I get Mac, it. I get it. Let's Mac move something. on. Mac October, Mactober. Why wouldn't Mac be March? I don't know. Well, how would you pronounce that? March. <laughs> That's why it's not. March. So anyway, I thought to myself, well, heck, if I'm going to play a religious game and it's December, I'm going to play a DOS game. Yeah, that was this was my mistake. fatal flaw. Because <laughs> game I chose was uh, Unseamless. Uh, and this game is, uh, uh, I guess that's just the full title. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> Unseamless, A Quest for Freedom. I'm sorry. I want to get it all in there. Uh, this is a game published by ARC Multimedia Publishing uh, and, and released in 92. And uh, funny, I, as I played this game, I thought to myself, it was on the Amiga 92. And there was a reason why I wasn't playing a lot of DOS games. 
because this this game, I know it's Dawson, but I want to bury Dawson. But <laughs> listen, I never walked out of that game before, but I did. So, but anyway, this game is as Dawson looking as you can get. Yeah. And so, uh, anyway, to finish the, the uh, particulars, again, published by Arc Multimedia, 1992 for DOS. This is a one-shot, just DOS. Uh, produced, and I'll get into why this stuff's sort of hilarious. Uh, this is uh, uh, an, a, an arcade platformer produced by Tim Sweeney, a program by tw- Tim Sweeney, uh, and artwork done by John Pallet Plowright and Robert Evans, soundtrack by Dan uh, Folick. I'm not telling you what these guys did because that, otherwise I'll, I'll kill the deal here. Now, Aaron, is this the Tim Sweeney? Well, let me get... I know who the Tim Sweeney is. Don't jump on my gimmick oh, no. here. Okay, all right. So, <laughs> let me tell you the story of... Uh, uh, I'm trying to pronounce this guy's name right. Let's go with Onesimus. On- Onesimus. Let's go with that. I can't even pronounce the game. Do you know how to... Pro- no. Okay, wait till we get to yours. <laughs> no. You were practicing for 10 minutes before the show started. So... Uh, this is a game based on a biblical person. Uh, on Semenus was uh, a uh, uh, was a slave to uh, Philemon of Colossae. He was a Christian. Uh, he uh, escaped and was uh, uh, and eventually uh, made it to, to uh, uh, meet a an apostle. Uh, this is so. This was technically a real person. This is the story. Of this real person, all right? And this guy actually appears in the Bible. I'm just saying. No, no you're right. You're I want right. to get this outline. So here's here's the way this here's the storyline. All right. That was a little background on the real guy. All right. Uh, the story is a loose retelling, as they mentioned, of the New Testament story of Onesimus, uh, a slave uh, who escaped from his master. Your mission is to escape the slave quarters. Make your way to Rome, which that sounded pretty cool because I've been on Rome, where you meet Paul the Apostle. Uh, and then uh, after you pl- after you meet him, if you play your cards right, allegedly, I didn't get this far, you may even get to uh, meet uh, Jesus uh, during the game. Spoiler, so, you don't. Kind of neat. Oh, you never do? Did you beat this? Oh, my. No. Oh, God. I was real impressed for a minute. <laughs> so, uh, in, in his quest to be free, uh, uh, your character has certain abilities, and uh, of course he can run, he can jump, but he can also throw weapons, throw knives. Uh, now, listen, I'm not going to hide this anymore. When I started playing this, I'm like, hey, wait a minute. This seems familiar to me, you know, and also some of this doesn't make any sense to me. The sound effects, the fact that you guys forever going up and down vines. I was like, what's going on here? <laughs> well, what's going on here is... This game is a reskin of an, a classic DOS game. And I use classic in the air quotes. <laughs> Jill of the Jungle. Uh, this Jill of the Jungle, and it's and it had several sequels. Uh, were all worked on by all the uh, artists that I mentioned earlier. Tim Sweeney, that was his baby. Uh, the, he did Jill of the Jungle. Jill goes underground. Jill saves the prince. He also did a game called SST. Uh, and all the guys that worked on this are people that worked on Jill of the Jungle because they really didn't work on this at all. Uh, <clears throat> this game was a, a, a reskinning of the Jill of the Jungle engine. And, and I mean, they did practically nothing. They changed uh, Jill to look like uh, uh, 
uh, on the Seamus, and they also changed some of the bad guys. I say some. They were, they also re, you know, of course, we just mentioned there are many of the Jill of the Jungle uh, games, and so Jill of the Jungle had so many games. What they did was they they picked and choose what they wanted to rip out of Jill of the Jungle. Uh, the game uses almost all the music from Jill of the Jungle, except at the end they strapped in Amazing Grace. Yeah, if you can believe that. Yeah. Uh, it used it has a the first three levels are original levels. Then after that, it just uses different levels from the different Jill of the Jungle games. Now, uh, we mentioned that your character can throw a weapon, throw daggers, right? Uh, so could Jill. All right. I mean, um, we're not lying when we say this is a complete reskinning of Jill of the Jungle. But one, but they actually left out some of the things that made Jill of the Jungle suck less. <laughs> For example, in Jill of the Jungle, you could actually turn into different animals. Yeah. You know, because she's of the jungle. Yeah. Right. This guy's not of anything, so he he doesn't he didn't have those powers. So he's got to get to the levels without having the the ability to change his powers. Um. As you go through this, you will occasionally uh, be uh, uh, confronted with various scripture, you know, and so and well, no, there's scripture, and there's also that, a little yeah, there is. about yeah uh, uh, that sort of advance the story because really the game advances the story not at all, not a bit. So as you go through the game, like for example, the slave quarter scene, uh, as you go to this guy's house, this guy's house is pretty jacked up. With spike traps, fire. That's how they did it back then. Weird stuff. Is that the way they did it? They had <laughs> spike traps hanging out of their house at water pits and stuff. Uh, as you move the character through the game, and by the way, just your character looks sort of girlish in profile. Well, There's yeah. a reason for that. Well, yeah. <laughs> you already went over that. <laughs> I know, but I, just, I thought I'd mention it. Um, as you go through the game, you will occasionally, and he just got it on the screen. I wanted to mention this. There's a, right, the first time I saw it was on the third level. There's a thing that says multimedia floating. Did you see that? Oh, yeah. And I thought to myself, man, I bet if I get this, there may stay, the action may stop, and they may show a short video or something. (laughs) Why in the world did you think that? I don't know. It came with a disc. It could have shown multimedia. (laughs) But once you get the, I don't know why that's there. That's the, because it's ARC Multimedia. That's their That's logo. Dumb. Oh, I didn't it say just it. just says multimedia. I didn't say it was smart. I'm just telling you why it's Do you know there. how many times I tried to jump to catch the first one? It took me like 10 tries. Boy, was I disappointed. You got points. Who cares about that? I wanted to see some sort of biblical reenactment or something. Well, no, I got nothing. Go get me a robe. So this game in the in the grand tradition of like a Commander Keen or something, you have the levels and then you've got the overworld map. That you roll around on. Now, uh, uh, I know. You do get choices of where to go, uh, which is cool. You can go to the swamp, or you can go to the plains, or you can go here, you can go there. There are different places you can go. But, I mean, it's pretty much the same basic bear, homie. I will say it's got, uh, as all these games did, it had built-in docks. It's got a built-in backstory that takes Well, yeah, because it's based off a much better game. Well, I'm just saying. Yeah, but all they had to do was just... Pay, I wonder what Jill the Jungle said in that area. Because this has a pretty good backstory, you know, to, to talk about. Uh, it also gives you tips. I like the tip thing because it says, listen, if you want the good tips, 
Here's the 800 number. Register your game, and we'll give you the, the real tips, yeah. <laughs> which I like that a lot. It's also got a, on the main screen, you've also got the ability to fool with the sounds. You could, like, turn the sounds on and off. Yeah, it's like a like a uh, sound check. It's got a noisemaker. Yeah. Uh, and... Uh, but pretty much, if you play Jill and Juggle, you play this. Just to just to t- give you the the full skinny here. So this thing has thirty levels, two hundred and fifty six VGA colors. Although it will support CGA if you if you need to if you need to have it. I, God bless I you. I've done that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is your basic run around, get the key, open the door sort of affair. Uh, lots of animals, lots of frogs, uh, uh, alligator, or maybe crocodiles, I guess, in this case, that are running around, uh, and that you have to whack. You know, lots of birds or bats or something. And also, uh, there are tons and tons of vines in this, which sort of is a throwback to the jungle. Uh, I mean, tons of them. It's a viney world. And so, these things that climb up and down the vines, it's got that shtick. I found the game actually pretty tough, if I'm honest. It was incredibly hard. Uh, I mean, it's but not for like, all the wrong reasons. It's not like uh, the worst game I've ever played. I did play this with keyboard, but it does support joystick. I thought the sound wasn't hideous. I mean, there were some tunes, but I mean, it wasn't the worst I've heard. Let's just put it that way. It had sound. That's you got that going for it. Uh, but this game, I mean, you know, these old. Before I get to my final thoughts on this. These old DOS platformers, right? You know, I'm talking about this, your Commander King. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like uh, your Duke Nukem's the original deal. What did you think of these? Because I remember when these came out, I was underwhelmed. And I'm still underwhelmed, but people hold these loftily in such high regard. I cannot figure out why. What do you think? I grew up on Nintendo platforming. Yeah. This is not Nintendo platforming. Yeah. But, okay. That, I, I'm not so saying... So you're saying it's low end. I'm not... I, I didn't say that. I merely said that this is not the type of platforming I'm accustomed to. I agree. I agree with you on that. I thought they were done. The control is, uh, let's say, uh, touchy. I guess is the best way to put it. Did you play this with the joystick or the keyboard? Keyboard. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm waiting my turn. I don't want to step on your toes. Oh, I know. You love doing that. Listen, I thought it was a dud. Go ahead. What do you think? Yeah. Now, this is bad. Yeah, and, and for way more reasons than you already mentioned. Uh, like you said, this is obviously a reskin of an existing game. Yeah, um, there's a lot of problems with that, <clears throat> and it comes down to you are trying to enact a biblical theme, but the visuals and the audio and the 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 gameplay. Do not support what you're trying to do at all, and it is so jarring. The the okay, I read the opening. Uh, actually, I knew about this game going in. Oh, did you? I did. Yes. Okay, I've um, never heard of. It. Uh, McCall has played this on his stream before, okay. and, and I also did stupidly watch this on YouTube from beginning to end. Oh my god! <clears throat> but, but I knew what I was getting into. But uh, I, I fired it up because this. Like most DOS games of this era, very easy to to emulate and get going. Uh, thanks to thanks to the wonder that is DOSBox. Yeah. So you read the 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 story, the opening scrawl, right? And it it gets you in a mindset that you are going to be an escaping slave with uh, uh, you're gonna have to steal what you need to survive, 
and it gets you in a mindset that it's like, okay, crap. Like, you know, this guy's running for his life. That's a, that's a, a, obviously a noble cause. Uh, let's get into this. And the very first thing you do is you go over and pull a big industrial-style switch yeah, yeah. to open some doors. Yeah, why do they have okay? those back then? They, that's <laughs> it. You've In 30 seconds, you've already ruined your game. Yeah. That's amazing. And it, and this is this all comes down to these people were not game developers, obviously, and they did not know how to match the, the theme of what they were trying to produce with the theme that they put on the screen. On top of that, I mean, that's, that's bad, right? But it, it goes on. It just continues to go on like that. You've got enemies that are just orbs of power that have no yeah. physical form. You are doing all these things. I'm not saying you've got to be one-for-one escaping slave type stuff, right? But you have to have visuals that match your theme. Then, when you pick up uh, 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 items, it does the uh, blood money yeah thing. Yeah! Yeah! yeah. It does. It it's does. like, again, it, and then you have all this going on, and then a a Bible part of the story pops up, right? You don't care anymore. It has nothing to do with the game. No, it's you've you've completely you can't have two things that just contradict each other so much. Something as serious as being a slave and escaping and finding this religious uh, uh, motivation, and then all this quirkiness and goofiness and and just it clashes so hard that it takes you out of the game. Plus, the controls on this are pretty crappy. They're not the worst things I've ever played. No. They're <laughs> but they're but they're bad. Yeah. The level design is actually okay for the most part. Of course, they didn't have any hand in that. Um Well, I mean, they're the exact same levels as doing the job. Right, like I said. Except for the first 3. Yeah, they they're they're okay. You have an overworld map that you kind of use as a HUD uh uh to to advance through things, and it makes no sense. Like, he goes to ice caves. He goes to uh, forests. Stuff that is just completely makes no sense. It's obvious this it was a, a $2 effort to push a religious story, and it failed in literally every regard. It was utter crap. And by the way, Epic Mega Games is thanking this. I mean, let's face it, they Epic did the, some of the work on this. If not all of the work. I don't think they did any of the work. They did. Oh, yeah. They were in cahoots, brother. Well, hey, it's free money. Someone driving a dump truck full of church offerings up to your house. You're going to do what they want. Make this chick into a guy. Write some, okay, done deal. Uh, we should mention, you mentioned the sound effects. When you die in this, the noise that I, I assume they took the Jill of the Jungle cry and just slowed it down. Yeah. Because he goes like, it's yeah. very odd, strange. The sound effects of this are goofy. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. I've thought about this a lot. If, let's say you're a kid and you're like little Jimmy, you're like, listen, little Jimmy, we don't want you playing Mortal Kombat or something. Here's this game here. Learn about religion. Could you learn one single religious thing from this? No. 
I mean, it's still in the jungle. <laughs> Nothing's changed. Your guy still drowns when he touches water. He gets killed. He get all the time. I mean, it's not any. It's not like it's sanitized. No, you, and, and you're not compelled to go forward. There's, I mean, even if there was some kind of, if they could lock you in with some kind of narrative, right? Some kind <laughs> yeah. of story. Yeah. It, uh, that wouldn't excuse any of this, but you'd at least have something. <laughs> they don't even do that. The it, it's it's no, there is no religious value to this game, nor is there any game value to this game. You know, they had a quote on the back of the box because I want to get a little bit of review action here, uh, and it says, uh, "Here's the review." This was commercially sold. Oh yeah, free money, brother. The quote says, "I count myself as a semi-professional gamer." And I found this game quite challenging. Uh, Onesimus is definitely one of the best Christian games I have ever seen or played. That was Steve Hewitt from the Christian Computing Magazine, which existed. I had no idea that that was actually a real thing. I also want to throw this out there. Well, I'm sure that one episode they put out so they could put that on the back of the box was was magnificent. I mentioned, the Brent, that this came out in a 90... Two, all right? right? Just to put things in perspective, one year later, in 1993, Lionheart was released on the Amiga. Now... Yeah, this is about as good. No, pff, are you kidding me? People wonder why I'm not... I, I, I don't like to stomp on people. I do sometimes like to stomp on people's nostalgia, right? But the, when DOS gaming like this came back into vogue and people were like so fired up, and I was baffled. Because I lived through this and I was looking at what the other people were doing, and I couldn't figure out why this was getting, why anyone would want to play this stuff. But people do. So if this is your cup of tea, brother, I mean, by God, I hope you enjoy it. But man, I don't miss this. If this uh, is your bit. cup of tea, switch to coffee. There you go. Uh, we did get a review on this one from our good friend and our good buddy, the Pajokster. Now, Aaron, right. you're ruining the ending for all the good people at home. We can't tell them the ending. You're oh, doing it right now. Actually, we can't tell them the ending. Good luck. He escapes. It's all good. So, uh, Pajaco uh, chimed in, Brent, as he often does. I'm sorry I'm rolling in the ending, everybody, of this uh, 40... How many years was that now? It's a zillion years. <laughs> Not 40. Uh, Pajaco <laughs> writes, uh, feeling very much like an early uh, click-and-play uh, on the Seamus uh, to be, uh, is to be a fairly standard platform with some Bible storyline thrown in for good measure. When you look at the DOS platforms like Commander Keen and even Monster Bash, uh, this one can't hold a candle to them in terms of control, scrolling, and general gameplay. They should have called this... Un- un- <laughs> I don't know if I can say this. Onesimus hates all of God's creatures. Because during the game, you slaughter your way through frogs, bats, slugs, crocodiles, and all kinds of creatures... They just happen to be out to get you. And what on earth is with that throwing the knife? It moves sideways. That's true. It's all, a glaive. Yeah. All, no, it's not that cool. All in all, nothing special to see here. Fun enough to want to keep playing. Not terrible, not great. Five out of ten. I think that is generous. Also, anyone also read the title as on uh, onesie must? Like all those in one pajama suits. So I didn't think of it that way. So thank you for screwing up my mind now with that little statement. That's all I got about it. Any final thoughts on this one? Oh, I looked it up on eBay. I guess we should go down this road. We probably really shouldn't. You can get this thing uh, complete in box uh, on eBay for $6.30. It's it, the, the price is up. And one last item. Arc Multimedia just happened to be right down the road in Virginia, Brent. 
So there you go. Oh, surely they don't start, still exist. No, gosh, no. <laughs> and from what I read, they, well, here was the gimmick. They tried to sell these in like, Christian bookstores. So think about that, by yeah. the way. It didn't go well. So they're like, well, we, we couldn't get this to sell in Christian bookstores. How about Walmart? And then it did. Well, and just, that's the end of that that's, chapter. And that's, that's how it goes. There you go. So that right there was a uh, 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 onesie, um, onesie must if you're Pajaco. <laughs> what do you got? I hope you did better. I I did. Is this doll based, Brent? No. Is that no. you're not going to celebrate doll Simber? No, I didn't. Um, <coughs> I will say that I, I like I actually achieved the goals I set for myself, unlike you did. Well, pfft, uh, it's not my fault. And I brought Madagon to the table. Is that how you're going to guess what you're going to go with pronunciation-wise? Yeah, that's what Brit, we agreed on. Britt Brit was uh, studying before the show to make sure he picked the exact right one. Um, this is a recent release by Blind Sky Studios. It's only, Aaron, this came out in 2016. Were you surprised I picked something so so new? No, not really. Oh, okay. Just because I, I was mean, surprised. <laughs> listen, we have no bounds. And not to mention, that still was, you know, what... Seven, eight years ago, so nothing well, bad. Well, surely you don't consider that retro. It, everything's retro once it's in the past. It's all wow. good. All right, I'll keep that in mind. But Xbox One the wheel. Um, but this game, like I said, produced by Blind Sky Studios, was released primarily on Steam, uh, but you can also get this through uh, uh, I, uh, IO, .io games. You can get it for... Um, your cell phones on the Google Play Store, uh, and of course, Steam is multi-platform. There was no boxed release. No, no, this was a free release uh, from beginning to end. It was never a paid-for really? product. Yes. Okay. The the way if you uh, so are so inclined, if you want to support this product. You can go on Steam and download like the soundtrack and whatnot. They're also selling some gimmicks. I saw that they're yeah. just, that came out. So like a, <clears throat> it's like art, some other stuff that you can get from them. Yeah. So it's not you can't support them. It's not like they've done this and then went away. Uh, but the game itself is free to experience, and I do say experience because this is this is one of those fine line games where you have to ask yourself: Is this a traditional game? Or is this a sort of almost like an interactive experience? And uh, we can kind of debate on that a little bit, Aaron, after I talk about the game. But you uh, you play as a tablet, and the if you so that's what you are. Yeah, I wasn't even sure what he was. It's it, hard. It's hard to see. Well, uh, if you um, don't want to get spoiled, if if this has any interest, if you interest to you at all turn off the video uh because the experience of this game is going through the game and figuring out what is uh, going on he's not going to hurt anything um this is i don't want to it's not based on I, that's such a bad way of putting it this is a uh experience of tibetan buddhism uh that is sort of the landscape that you're playing in and as the game plays, it the story unfolds. Because you go in completely blind, it doesn't set up anything at all. And as you travel this landscape in a 
platform style, your goal is to find different uh, uh, tablets, different tile sets, insert them into where they need to go to unlock the final door to exit the level and actually to exit the game. And as you're doing this, you will pass uh, uh, totems that give you wisdom and give you insight onto why this is happening and why you are what you're at. So you're playing, you're getting these tidbits, and the story starts to unfold in front of you. And the story is that you were a father and your daughter became very ill with some form of lung, uh, maybe cancer, some kind of lung disease. It doesn't go into it. It just, you can tell by the, by the story that she has a, an issue with her lungs. And the father prays for her to get better and says, listen, I'm willing to sacrifice myself so that my daughter can live on. And as you travel through this landscape, you, you are bringing power and life back to kind of the surroundings as you're learning all this. And in the end, you find out that uh, your, your prayers are answered, your daughter is saved, uh, and once you figure that out, you are sort of uh, allowed past this... Um, it's not purgatory uh, in Buddhism, but I cannot think of what it is. But this sort of in-between afterlife, you're allowed past that once you've discovered all of this and, and put all of the, the tile sets where they need to go and power up all of the, the afterworld that you're in. It is an experience game, and it is sold very well by its simple graphics, it's simple concepts, it's all of hit a switch, we'll power something on, use that powered on object to get to the next area to find the tiles. Um, the whole game can be played under an hour. You said you beat it, right? I did beat and, this one. And I beat it myself. Uh, there is no way to die in the game. The only way to fail is if you would turn it off. As the game progresses... The sound, it's a very um, mellow sound, mellow tune. Uh, and as you progress towards your goal, you the singing bowls sound effect intensifies, especially as right before you go into the door. And that is a very meditative sound. But the game, I didn't find the game itself to be super meditative um i never what you can't die so you you don't have any fear of that and you can miss jumps but it's usually not a huge pain to get back to where you were except for one uh <laughs> but i never felt like i was stressed out that i was learning the story in the wrong order and that's something that can happen and i i experienced it so that kind of sucked uh, the story, you're supposed to go on a one-one path, but the game doesn't force you to. So you're almost kind of punished for exploring in a game that's based on exploration. Uh, Aaron, 
before I get into a deep dive on the mechanics and stuff, what did you think about this? Well, the story just said I had no idea of any of that. Are I you serious? I know I, I didn't pick I, I I didn't pick anything up about a storyline at all. I just went uh, there was some there were some uh, like oh my gosh there were some like cool quotes in there. I guess that they were of uh, some sort of value, but for the most part, I didn't I didn't know it was, I had no idea I was a, t- a tablet. I didn't know there was any sort of uh, cohesive story going on at all. I, and I ran right through it, no problem. Now I will say. Uh, uh, the uh, okay. I'm, hey, I'm calling it like it is. I That's know. Exactly I, I'm. I, I'm proud that I'm glad this is that a lot you like said the last that. Game. Yeah, I suppose if I had, I must have missed something at the beginning. They went into this because I didn't see anything about it. But it's one of those games where, like, you don't have to worry about the religious aspects or the storyline at all. To be honest, I, clearly, I didn't know about it. Uh, I had no idea, and I enjoyed it. Uh, the uh, the background sound is outstanding. Like, yeah. if you could get that on soundtrack, sign me up, brother. It's great. I mean, it's just like, it's very peaceful and cool sounding. It reminds me of being like in the Himalayas or something, you know? It's yep. like, yep. you know, it's a, th- that kind of vibe to it. Uh, the fact that you can't die. I mean, I'm, do you want me to get into my thoughts on this? Or do you yeah, no, go go right ahead. So, when this, when now this, I'm very curious. I was surprised because when I downloaded this off Steam, it was, uh, it was just a couple hundred megs. Yeah. It's yeah, not it's big. Small. It's free. And I loaded up, and Lightbright said, you get no setup for it at all. Like, you just go in. And so, the very first part of this, you just keep jumping upwards until you get to a door, and that's sort of where the game starts when you yeah. go to the door. But, I mean, once you get into the game proper, there's a message that says you need to, you need to this thing will light up when you get to put all the tablets in place. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much all it says. And so, you have to figure out on your own where to go, what to pick up, what to do with it. If you hit your, um, I think it's the yellow or blue button, you're, you'll get yeah, the a, y little, button. a little, a little, uh, uh, a grid work will pop up with six different empty spots. And when you get a, when you get a, a tab, when it goes in those spots, and I didn't, I about, took about half the game to realize exactly how that worked. So what you basically what you're doing is you're going through the game, you're getting these tablets, and then you've all got to get put them in, in the appropriate spot in some other appropriate spot. When you do this, it'll it'll unlock part of the door and eventually you'll have the whole thing unlocked when you put all six of them in. Uh, there are very, every time you complete a tablet, you get a map. The maps come in handy because this place is a big, it's a big uh, area. It's one big map, it, yeah. It, it took me a while to understand what was on the map because it's not marked. So I didn't, I wasn't, I didn't understand until about towards the end where I needed to go, what I needed, to, where I needed to go to take the tablets. But I mean, I still, I, I figured it out. I beat the game in a little over an hour. So that shows you that I, that I figured it out pretty quick. Uh, it's funny. It's just one of those games. I mean, it's not what I would call. It's an interesting game. It, I was motivated to finish it. Right. I don't know why, but it, I enjoyed it. If you didn't follow the story, I really don't know why. Well, but. I enjoyed it. There, like Brent said, you can't die, mm. so that gives you. Believe it or not, in this particular instance, not that being able to die gives you. A lot more motor just to go run around. You yeah. can't drown, so you don't have to worry about getting killed. And you can yeah. explore the level uh, in its entirety. And you really sort of have to to get to get everything in, including there's a hidden area I got to. Uh, and uh, uh, once you once you line up everything, that's when you can go through the door. And then there's sort of an end sequence that's pretty interesting. But I mean, the whole level is tranquil. There's a lot of cool stuff in the background. Like I don't know where I was at. That's something else I didn't understand. It's, I couldn't tell what this world was supposed to mean or if it meant anything. There was only one spot that I got frustrated. It's at the very tippy top and the very right outside the screen. There's a jump 
I'm going to make two jumps on these real narrow platforms, and I missed it. It's funny, I nailed it the first time, and I missed it the second couple times to put a tablet up there. But uh, the game mixes up things pretty enough to make it interesting. Like I said, for an hour, you don't have to do a ton. Yeah. Uh, so you don't have to mix it up a ton, but it, I, th- I didn't get bored. And it wasn't, I found it to be, a, it's funny for a game that requires lots of jumping with some pinpoint accuracy. Yeah, there are definitely uh, some jumps that I, are pinpoint. Uh, I, I was pretty chill during this. I love the bit where you, when you, uh, when you jump up with the birds and they make these noises when they leave, the sound uh, work on this thing was top was shelf. excellent, yeah. Right across the board. I don't know if the sound guy is still working in the business, but he should be. Well, this was only 2016, so the, probably. Uh, the, uh, uh, the, but the overall, the the chill soundtrack and the graphics with all the waterfalls and all the temples and the birds, stuff, every bit of this was just super chill and cool. It's a unique experience. Uh, and I enjoyed it. I really did. And the story, like I said, I had really little to no idea what was going on, what was going with the story. Well, that, that's unfortunate, but not surprising. I, I this, voted this one up, didn't I? I just this, went right past the dialogue. This this game is... Uh, it. You're supposed to think about what you're being represented, what's being represented... After you play the game, and um, that's sort of how I think the game is programmed because it's supposed to talk. It's it's a game about life and death and and uh, retribution and uh, justification, and it takes all those things and it doesn't throw them in your face. Obviously, uh, it leaves you to explore and wonder on your own. Uh, I have a few criticisms on the game. Uh, like I said before, you can run the story out of order, uh, which it's not it's not horrible. You still get all the tidbits, but like I found out that the daughter uh, was basically okay before I found out that she had a horrible problem. It seems like um, that's a simple problem to fix, too. You can just put the story, because it's not when like you, that stuff matters. Right, when you yeah. hit a story block, it should just be the next in piece order, in yeah. the line. They, um, they did do a big patch recently. Maybe that's one of the things they addressed. But that, no, I guarantee it is not. Um, but that is something that I find myself happening a lot in games. Uh, I mean, all gamers are kind of like, okay, I'm supposed to go left, so I'm going to go right first. But I'm more like, I'm supposed to go left, I'm going to go up first. Even though up is not an option, I'm going to find a way to get up there. This game doesn't want you to do that. But it doesn't punish you for doing yeah, it either. I had no idea there was any order at all. <clears throat> um, <laughs> there, there was uh, one glitch I encountered where I fell through the world. Uh, it wasn't game-breaking. I just was in an elevator and managed to clip through the wall. I wasn't necessarily trying to, but I felt pretty confident I could do it on command after it happened once. Not a big deal. The game is is supposed to be tranquil. My biggest issue with the game is I went into this wanting to learn more about Tibetan Buddhism, and I don't feel as if the game gave me any kind of even groundwork to learn more. Now, I did some of my own independent research after the fact, and I'm not going to try in any any manner 
to explain it to you because I have at best a rudimentary understanding and <laughs> at worst a complete botch understanding of it all. Um, it's it's a very complex and changes very much throughout history. But this game didn't try at all to go over viewpoints or have you have some kind of understanding outside of sacrifice and rebirth and that sort of stuff, very general terms. I did like the aesthetics. It did have, uh, you know, prayer wheels and singing uh, singing bowls and uh, Buddha statues that are more in line with actual Buddha statues, not just big tubby Buddha statues. Um, and the color use was very subtle, but I think fit the theme especially. Oh, yeah. Um, it was chill. It had a very nice part where if you go underwater, the the music actually kind of mutes out, which I thought was very neat. Yeah. Um, but overall, if this if the point of this game was to get me educated in uh, Buddhism, I think it did a horrible job. As for being a game, I think it did a fine job. I would put this somewhere in the uh, six out of 10 range, something to look up if you're just wanting to kill an hour and want to have a pretty good audio experience while you're doing it. Uh, Aaron, did we get any Discord action on this? We did. By the way, just before we get to it, I just want to say that I actually liked it more than you. I enjoyed it quite a bit, actually. Not because, of, I mean, I liked the fact that there was religious aspects to it, but I liked it. I thought it was just a chill experience, a fun, for free this is a 10. You go get this now. No. For, for free. No. It's totally free. You no, can, I can think of way better free games. No, I think it's I think it's dandy. I think you should give this one a shot and just have a chilled layback experience for an hour. It's it's well worth your no dollars. Uh uh Bajaka writes in, uh, for a free game, this is actually better than some paid for games I've played in the past. That's true. Sure, <laughs> under the hood, there isn't much uh, there isn't much to the game. And you can complete it in under an hour, but it's lovingly presented, and it's one of those games where you can uh, that you can just chill out and explore. It puts me in mind a little bit of Fez and the Tourist. It's only real failing if you can call it a failing, is that I don't feel it really taught me much about the Tibetan Buddhist concept of Bardo. Thank you. Yes. But I completed it. I enjoyed my time with it, and for a free game on Steam and itch.io, it's well worth the play. You have a little time, one afternoon or evening, eight out of ten. Bardo is what you were looking for there earlier. Bardo was that? Uh, someone mentioned that in chat as well. Yeah, I, I thought that was. I really thought it was a real winner. If I'm honest, I thought that was. I a, think it was a much better than your game. Yeah, oh God. <laughs> for one thing, it was even if my game had been just as bad. At least this one was over an hour. So you <laughs> That's must have, true. Oh you know. no, I didn't spend more than an hour with your game either. <laughs> yeah. So how do what do we conclude on religious games this week? I mean, it was a mixed bag, I think. Uh, and I think there's a. Uh, I think that your game uh, did leave an avenue that could be explored to make these religious games a little more uh, fulfilling. I think the 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 groundwork's been laid to put together something that could educate and delight. I don't think it has to be a bummer. I don't think it has to be a reskin. I like the idea that these guys went out on their own nickel and put together an interesting game. And I, I'm sad that I missed out on the story aspects of it, but still, it's nice that there was something there. And if anything, they set up a nice atmosphere 
uh, for maybe well, a game in the future. And it was something where it didn't shove it down your throat. It said, here, here are some concepts. If this sparks an interest in you, you can go find out more. And I think more religious games should take that approach. It's not a just jam it down your throat. It's like, listen, this is a concept that our religion has. If you're if that piques your interest, go find out more. Very good. Now, Aaron, right. is there something else that you would like to find out a little bit more about? There is, because I only have when it comes to this show, we've got one true religion. Oh! It's the religion of RetroRewind.ca. <laughs> our good friend Frank has godlike powers over technology, Brent. He does. And he lays down his glorious hand upon them and does repairs on your Commodore machines and your TRS-80 color computers, Brent. He'll take care of the business. You think that the drought has been wrought across your machine, have caps blown up and spewed horrible disease all over that board. Don't worry. Don't throw that thing out. Call our friend at Richard Rewind over at RichardRewind.ca. Send it up to Canada. Him and his crack staff will take care of the sucker. And not only does Frank give back life, he also will, will give you the loaves and fish of computers. And by that, I mean cap kits, diagnostic cartridges. All right, do you need an SD solution for your cocoa? Let it be so. He will make this happen for you. He'll part the Red Sea to give you a good deal, too, at RetroRewind.ca. And Aaron, you don't have to spend 40 days and 40 nights crossing the desert. Mm. You can just mail your stuff directly to him, and he'll mail it right back. Yeah. It's just that easy. And the best thing is, you're not going to be up on the stairs beating the crap out of the debt collectors and the bankers, because it's not going to break the bank to deal with Frank at RetroRewind.ca. His prices are more than competitive. His shipping's quick. He takes care of you every step of the way. I've seen it in person because he laid his hands down upon my Vectrix and bred life back into that bad boy. Yes. I appreciate you, Frank, and we appreciate RetroRewind.ca. Please give them some of your business at the holiday season. It is a, a, a wonderful, wonderful man doing wonderful things That's technology. Right. Aaron, we added... To the wheel this week. Chat subject choice. Oh, we really did. We do that, didn't we? You yep. really dropped the ball on that one, didn't and you, And for our Retro Rewind piece, yeah. we've got the Atari Lynx. What, you got rid of Dick Smith this week? Oh, I had to. It's a it's a, it's a one-week, one thing. Give oh, us a, give us a winner Aaron. here, Brent. Give us a winner. Here it this comes. is the last one before holiday season. We need a winner. We need a nice gift. No, wait a minute, wait a minute. Whatever we roll, we should probably try to holiday theme it. Hopefully there'll be something we work with on that. I mean, the links would have been good. What do you got? We have horrible arcade points. Points? <laughs> it's the points, Aaron. It's going to be the points. Now let me ask you a question here. Because we didn't think this through. And by the way, thank you, Laurent Giroux. Uh-huh. For, uh, get that right one. up in the camera, Aaron. Now, get that no, go closer, Aaron. You know, closer, you know, Aaron. I can't well I'm not Stretch Armstrong. Give so next week, Brent, is will be our Christmas show. You realize that? Yes. So, do we want to try to do Christmas bad Christmas arcade ports? Or do we want, no. to, do we want to save that one for the new year and try to do Christmas games some sort of next year? It's up to you. No. Normally I, no this was our Christmas show, Aaron. This was it? We didn't do any Christmassy stuff. Well... Listen, and one of our games had nothing to do with Christmas. We're at doing all. Christmas. We're doing something Christmas like next week, but we'll also do these games again. Read that one more time. For Horrible me. arcade. Points. My God, there are so many. 
action fighter on the Amiga jumps directly to my mind. That should be a lot of fun. You know, with the uh, holidays upon us, Brent, we don't have. We've done Thanksgiving. We've done uh, Boat Fest. We've done Amigathon. We've done all the big events. Wrestling. It's all done. It's, we're putting it to bed. But Aaron, you realize, as soon as the year ticks over to 2023, it's all back on the table. That's true. We're, we have a uh, full slate this year. Uh, big fun. Uh, we announced on uh, Amigos this week that Boat Fest is, is happening. It's a, it's a go. And it will be taking place in downtown Hurricane at our local Irish pub. Uh, more details to come once we get the tickets, uh, the ticket site up. Listen, we said this last year, and we were sort of, it was sort of true, but we didn't know. But I guarantee you this year, I guarantee you, these tickets will not last long. They will not last long. Yeah. So when tickets go up, if you're interested in coming to Boat Fest, and we would love to have you. I mean, we've got, I already know for certain, we've got uh, a gentleman coming over from Australia. I'm pretty sure we're going to have a couple Brits coming over, some hosers. <clears throat> we would love to have you at the Downtown Hurricane Boat Fest. And people from the States, you can come too. Sure. <laughs> uh, and also, of course, uh, we have relocated Amigathon to February. Uh, February so 18th. Fun. And, of course, also we'll be uh, doing uh, me and the, and the Professor Wrestling, the hoser Tim Legg will be covering all the action uh, for BWA Wrestling, BGA, whatever, uh, in February as well. So we got that coming up. Uh, but next week, horrible, horrible arcade ports. Uh, Brent, should be a lot of fun. Anything you've got to say before we hit the road? Nope, 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 nope. Thanks, everybody. We appreciate you. Uh, and this, uh, we are now adjourning church. What do they say at the end of a church service? They've got something. You know, oh, yeah, pass the hat, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Adios, everybody. Thanks for joining us today. We really that. hope you enjoyed the show. A special thank you to Devin Styles for our vector style graphics and Bart Bit for our amazing music. Would you like to help keep ARG spinning? You can do so at patreon.com slash ARG presents. Just like these fine folks. Dryerlet 17, Laron Garut, Templar Mar, Z9K9, Jerry Dennington, John Dykeman, Retroalogy, Airshack, Texas Foosballer, Sundown, O'Rom, Super Tech Boy, David Terrence, Mr. B, Roushy, Ram, W. Vetke, Dave, Velociraptor, Bernhardt Lucas, Steve Rathmussen, Anthony Jarvis, Bitter Blitter, Pajaco 6502, Kevin Bean, Andy Jones, Andy Craig, Rob Black O'Hara, Jason Warns, Mitsuyama, Chris Foles, Frodo Edel, The Sloan. Richard Smith, Howard, Olaf Hope, and Rolo. They all have access to our Discord channel, their name called out in the credits, and visualized in the ending scene. Have an idea for a wheel piece? You can send it to us at argpresents at mail.com.